0: Of course, and, of course. Matter of fact, let's let's just get started with the show, and we can talk about it on this. I thought we already started with the show. No, no this, this is preliminary stuff. I'm gonna edit all this stuff out. This is just a phone call. Oh, okay, so, yeah. okay. Uh, let me just open up with it. All right. Um, okay. Hello, everybody. This is uh Culture and Faith with your host Rashad and Justin, and today we're going to be discussing um, or continuing our discussion about COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. So, me and Justin just been talking, you know, before the show, and we've just been sharing some thoughts about what's going on, and we just want to share, you know, our dialogue openly with you guys, and maybe you guys can, you know, chime in after this is posted and leave any questions or thoughts along with our, our discussion. So, I know for, for me, one of the things that I was thinking about with this whole um, crisis is the actual the number of cases that are happening in New York and New Jersey and looking at the percentage and as this morning, as I did my my podcast this morning um, I read the statistics off the world old old meters site in which there was over uh, 123,781 cases in the United States and between the two states New York and New Jersey there were 60, 64,579 which makes up 52% of the cases nationwide. Now that to me I think is a a a red flag primarily because when you turn the news on what you will see is you will see the national news the local news going ballistic as if the the cases are like astronomical in every single state, when in reality, the half of the half of the cases are between two states. Um, right. And this to me is like a it's it's like a deception. I mean, yes, are these are, are these are these cases happening? Yeah, but then it's it's like a deception in in a, in a sense that it appears or in trying to make it seem as though the entire nation is really suffering when in reality. It's really not. I even told my wife this earlier. I said, I can understand, like, we live in Connecticut. New New York is not too far away, New Jersey. But I I was thinking about, like, in places like in in the South, like in Texas. They have, like, 2,000 cases and only 30 deaths. Even here in Connecticut, it's 1,000 cases here in Connecticut and only, like, 30-something deaths. And I'm thinking, what... What does this say about like people wanting to come to church and gather when the reality is the threat is extremely low? And,
1: and another thing is uh, you're right. That, that, that is a, a low number, but again, you got to look at too um, <clears throat> to further that how long it took for us to get to those numbers. Yeah. You know, it's not like those numbers came overnight either. So if, if it's been over a span of a couple of months, that's no different than than any other flu, right?
0: Right, good point. And and see, and this and this is why you know I feel I'm sure you feel the same way as like it. This thing is it's much bigger than the the virus itself. This thing is about it's it's a it's a twisted way to gain control over the American population because when you when you look at all the numbers, even if you look at the amount of total deaths in the U.S., there is two thousand two hundred and twenty-nine deaths right now in the United States of America. The reality right. is, between New York and New Jersey, it's one thousand one hundred forty-four between those two states. So they make up about forty-five percent of the death the death rate here. Well, in the, in those two states. Now, when you begin to look at that as a on a broad scale, and you begin to look at the population in these states, the population, I'll give you an example, the population in New York is 19,500,000 people. And there's only 53,455 cases of the coronavirus in New York, which means that percent-wise, you have a 99 point nine 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 five percent of not catching and dying from the coronavirus. Now, to me, I, I think about that. Those are just, that's just raw facts, raw data. I'm thinking about right. this and I'm thinking, I can understand them taking some measures, but then on the flip side, on the flip side, I'm thinking, why don't we hear this type of information? I mean, you were... You turn the news on, and it's like, man, the whole world is about to collapse. You know, we should shut everything down. Shut, just keep down the business indefinitely. And it, I think it stokes so much fear in people, and which is not called for. I mean, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's entirely frustrating. And then you ask, as we were saying before the show, what is the end game? What, Where is this going to lead to? You know, what? All right. Well, I, it's probably just the rollout.
1: You know, it's the red carpet rollout of the the new world order. And in, in, in a sense, I, I think you know, for them to to implement a, a few extra uh, things, you know, um, already or It's no different than a nine eleven <clears throat> when when that happened. You know, um, I agree. Get, get this this. This, you know, out of nowhere, this, this panic, these planes crashing into buildings. And, you know, it's easy for the government to go, oh, yeah, look, you know, we're going to protect you, but, you know, um, just give us a few of your freedoms first. Right. And we got you. You know, now this is playing out the same. Oh, you know, all oh, this virus from China. And, you know, and now it's all, it's killing, you know, thousands of people. And we all know that, you know. I mean, for those that done their research, obviously that it's not the case. It's not that serious as they're making it, but but they know how to to get the people, uh, you know. All it's the the best way I I've heard it put is like, uh, you know, how um, I guess with, with um, cattle, how you how you get how you get the cattle all herded together,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, get them to go where you want them. Well, that that's kind of what's happening in a sense. Yeah. You know. How will they react, especially in big cities? Like I think mostly what we're discussing, where the biggest number of cases are in cities, you know, big cities, and yeah. So yeah, it's I mean it's easier to control people in a
0: in a confined setup like a city. Yep. Yeah. It, you know it's 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 crazy because one thing you just said, when it comes to the cities, and this is interesting. And again, you won't hear this on the news. New York City itself has 30,765 cases. That was as of 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Now, that makes up about 25% of the entire cases in the entire nation. Now, when you begin to think about that, and 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 I thought about this earlier, if you look at the state of New York, you look at the city of New York, New York, and that that is, as they would call, the epicenter of the whole thing. But then you you can watch the news, even go on social media. And what you see happening is you see like extreme criticism towards President Trump on how he has managed the situation. And I understand, like, yeah, he is the president, so he is going to have to take some responsibility of this. But then right. on the flip side, I thought, wouldn't you think the political leaders in the state of New York and in the city of New York would be more held responsible since they are the hands and feet on the ground, that they are the ones that, you know, you look you look at the numbers from the state of New York, the city of New York, and then you look at the entire rest of the nation, it's not even close as far as the number of cases of COVID-19. You look, at, you look at New York State, 54,000 cases. The next closest state, New Jersey, is 11,000. And then it drops to 5,000 in California. And the whole point I'm trying to make is there should be more criticism being given towards those local leaders as opposed to the president himself, although, yeah, he, he deserves some flack to a degree, but to a, on the grand scheme of things... When you look at the entire nation, one could say legitimately that the virus is being contained because most of the most of the other 48 states that have the virus, the numbers are relatively low um, in the course of their population. But when in my estimation, this this whole narrative is it is weaponized politically to get across an agenda. And I think what you just said a second ago is true. I think it's another step towards this whole new world order, this whole global governance thing, because it's almost like they can do anything right now as far as with our freedoms. And like we were talking about before the show, they have even now implemented a travel ban here in New York, New Jersey and Connecticut. And, Two days ago, my grandmother passed. So now, because of this travel ban, it's like you know. I mean, it's like man, I can't travel to New Jersey because you know I make it a citation because I'm I'm from Connecticut. Is these type of so? Is there
1: there possibly be like uh, special circumstances given that? I mean, it's not like the the funeral funeral home can leave a body just laying around until after
0: quarantine. Or whatever they're doing. Well, from the from the article I read, they were saying that all non-essential people should be off the road. So people like my wife, who is who is essential because she's a doctor, it's it's right. okay for her to travel, go to work and stuff like that. But as far as other non-essential people, then you're not supposed to be on the road, which is ridiculous. I think it's insane. When you look at the act numbers, but then again, I think again, it's it's all it all comes down to politics. This is all about the fact of the matter. It's all about optics. It's all about you know how this person does X, Y, and Z. Because you know if if, if they don't take these extreme measures, then they're going to get criticized for not caring enough or whatever it may be. So they have to give this type of perception to make it look as though. They really care about what's going on, but I, I'm just like, this is this whole thing is just insane. It's 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 out it's out of control. So
1: no, it, it's all it's all a joke. And 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 on top of that, I was I learned this morning with the whole stimulus package, any any uh man that owes child support or or you know or if anyone in general owes like uh, the IRS, they swallow up that twelve hundred or whatever you're getting. You know, maybe if it's not a lot and it doesn't uh, overexceed the amount they've given you, then they'll either not send the check out or the IRS or child support will totally take the whole thing. Um, I just, you know, it's it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah. You know, somebody's supposed to survive if you're just going to, you know, it's supposed to be to help. I mean, at least... Put those differences aside or, or, you know, kind of wave those things for a minute. <laughs> you know, it, it's the nation's in a crisis or,
0: you know, supposed crisis. I, you know, you know, I, I think I think the nation it isn't it is an economic crisis. I will I, I would say that because yeah. I think the report came out on Monday that the unemployment rates like like I mean that many people's like it was over over a million people now Oh, it's, it's like 3.4 million people or something. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: That yeah. is crazy. I mean, I'm one of them waiting. I'm one of them waiting right now. Wow. You know, what's even crazier is my other, my you know, my job I was laid off from um, at Southern, uh, you know, early in the year before the year's the semester would finish. Uh, I just found out that they're supposed to um, – pay us up until you know our last week you know um, official last week and that the school itself has already paid the company oh. right they make multi-million dollar uh, you know multi-billions i'm sorry and they don't want to pay us our salary that the school paid to them to give us you know on top of whatever else i guess you know they may have to pay um they're not supposed to do that, but they're withholding our checks. So we're fighting that right now. So I mean it's just it's, it's
0: a terrible time. It is, man. I mean, and and that's and that's the thing. It's like, you know, as we were saying before the show, it's like you you begin to think, how long how long is this going to go on? You know, like how 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 much longer is this this whole charade going to continue and again in the face of looking at the actual objective data in regards to the amount of people who have the virus the amount of people who have died and looking at it from a a a a national perspective and saying wait a minute you know should we really be in this should we should we really be in a paranoia mode when mode when reality is the majority of the people won't even catch the virus, and they certainly will not die from the virus. Um, and you begin to ask just a basic question: Why would we? It seems like we were trying to intentionally shipwreck the economy. And again, in my estimation, it's it's because of the election coming up. It's it's a, it's a way to it's a way to leverage. Negativity towards President Trump, and to potentially get a globalist or someone who, who is who is far left <laughs> into office to make things, in my estimation, worse. That's just my that's my thought about it.
1: Well, I I I, uh, I think we spoke about this uh, on the last episode, but I don't think that uh, Trump is going anywhere. Um, I I think he's, you know, that's not going to stop him. Um, Obviously, I believe that's, you know, like I said, God's grace on us, at least having him in the office for the meantime. So I I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon until he can't be elected anymore. Um, Yeah. You know, I think that this situation just opened a door for the Democrats to, to um, slide a few things in that they, they forgot you know, yeah. or the, you know, when, when it was convenient for them. So that whole bill, you know, and there's a debate whether he should have signed it or not. And it's like, okay, what does he do really? I mean, his back is against right. the wall. What can you do? He not sign it and the people are going to, you know, it's damned if you do, damned if yeah. you don't. It's like, okay, I don't like these things they put in there. But at the same time, there's families that need money, you know, and they have to pay their bills and businesses. So it's like, all right, you know what? Enough is enough. Let me just sign it. Yeah, it, it sucks, but you know, hey, you, you sometimes you're gonna, uh, you know, you're gonna have some casualties. You gotta lose something to gain something. So. Yeah, that's so
0: true, man. Let me let me ask you this: What do you what what would what would you think? Like, say for instance, there was a far left a far left president in office right now. What do you think will be going on? Um, I
1: I think some of the same old things have been going on since Obama. You know, uh, uh, those things would I think, but I believe those things would be uh, would become increasingly worse. I think they would be uh, given more more of a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that uh, the the persecution here in this country, uh, as far as Christians are. Would, would turn up a bit i think the the heater die would turn up a few notches on, on us um so that's that's why i feel like right now with, with trump in office it's just uh you know the door with the you know you ever see the movies where you're, everyone's behind the door and they're stopping the bad guys from getting in yeah. you know there's mm-hmm. the, the wood across the door and you know they can it can only hold for so long but you know I, I, like i said last week i, I feel like that's that's the the stage we're in, you know. It's the bad guys are at the door, and uh, we're trying to keep them from getting in, but eventually they will. Yeah, yeah it's only a matter of time. Um, I mean, on a spiritual side of things, I, you know, <clears throat> this is, you know, I think this is just something God's allowing to happen um, for good reasons. A lot of good things come out of this too, but but also. Um, you know, it's not so good, you know, and another way I, I kind of heard it, uh, another angle was um, judgment on some of the, a lot of the churches in America is why maybe, you know, that that policy came about that people can't go and worship at this time. Mm-hmm. And so that makes sense, you know, uh, how, how do you feel when you don't have your church, you know, or you don't have people to tend to lead to hell with, you know, your your false doctrine, you know, whatever else you're doing, preaching prosperity, gospel mm-hmm. and, and all those. I, I think, it, you know, it's a time to, you know, I think it in a sense, it's a good thing. You know, um, I just feel like God's pulling a lot of strings right now here in, the, in this situation. I mean, for myself being, just being home these past few weeks and I, I posted some on Facebook, uh, you know, you, you get a, it seems like, you know, there's a tighter bond between you know, uh, us as a family—you know, just having mm-hmm. to be around each other. Now, my wife being home working. Uh, yeah, it all depends on how you look at it. I don't believe people should fear, should should you know walk you know in fear with this thing. Um, my concern is though, uh, do we get another wave of this thing, and, and does it increase or does it just stop?
0: Uh, that's what what I wonder at the moment. Yeah. You know, I think it's a couple of things you just said. Like, because uh, my wife, she has sent me an article this morning about um, it was one well, thing. I think, I think it was on a Connecticut patch in which it was talking about church. It was talking about pastors who were having Sunday service. They were defying the governors of their respective states' orders. Right, and what I was. What I was gathering from the article is a couple of things I was gathering. The first thing was I was thinking, like, say, for instance, again, that we are in some some Midwestern state when you have about a thousand cases of COVID-19 and you have about 10 deaths. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my observation, you should be able to have gatherings. You should not ban gatherings when there's so much of a relatively low amount of people who had had this virus? Right. There should not be an issue with you wanting to have church, um, because the numbers are so small. But in 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 the midst of this, you know what the issue is? The issue is not particularly the gatherings. You, I mean, you'll catch flack for that. It's the optics of the whole thing. Because now, as you just saying, you was giving that example about gathering the herd. You, you, we all have to understand is. The the majority of the public is buying into the narrative. Oh, there yeah. are some people, you know what I'm saying? So there are there, there are some people out there like yo, this is some foolishness, like you and I, but the majority of people are buying into it. So, you know, say for instance you have a church service and everything, two, three hundred people show up, people are going to be angry and criticize you because you're defying, quote unquote, the the, the state's orders. And you're potentially risking everyone else to catch the coronavirus, even though you know the numbers are relatively low that you will catch it and even furthermore die from it. So the optics of it or the the public opinion about it, it would would not look good for us to, to do something like that. But then it comes down to do we defy the state because we want to just have fellowship with our brothers and sisters, or do we obey this thing and say, you know what, I can just talk to you over the phone or I can talk to you via podcast or talk to you through virtual, whatever, you know, And in my estimation, I was telling my wife, this. I said, at the end of the day, I mean, it is a church service. It's not like, you know, they're preventing us from, you know, confessing Jesus, which I, but I do think, in this nation, there's going to come a time for that, but not right now. Right. But um, at the end of the day, it's a church service. Right. You know, I get that. But the, the real issue is, is this, now, I want you to think about this, is this in defiance of our constitutional right of the Second Amendment or the First Amendment, to our freedom to, to express God. or worship, or, you know, freedom for, for religion? So, is, 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 is that, is, is this in play now? Like for them saying, well, no, you can't have, like, for instance, we have Easter in what, two weeks. So here in Connecticut, the bans up is until April 28th. So in other words, we're not going to be able to come together for Easter. Right. I'm, so is that, is that a, a attack against our constitutional rights?
1: Um, <clears throat> possibly. Possibly. Uh, Again, I just think the whole thing is a a test to see how people fall in line, what people react to and what people don't react to. And so far, everybody's complying to the best of their uh, abilities. Um, You know, and especially when you have a lot of these silly celebrities and people encouraging you to stay at home, it just looks just all fake and put together. (laughs) Right. I yeah, I, I just it's just really it's it's hard to believe. Not saying that people again haven't died from it or or you know um, anything like that. Just you know, it's just not at the level that they're they're making it
0: to be. Right. Yeah, I agree. I I I think the 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 blowing up like blowing up blowing up a balloon They've pumped so much air into this to blow it up so much, you know, to, to something that again you would think that the entire nation is crumbling due to this virus. When in reality, the entire nation will crumble due to the economic fallout. <laughs> that's that's what that's in the background. Yeah, that, you know, um, it won't crumble to the virus. The virus is just—it's almost like a. Um, like I said, it's a it's a deception because the virus. You 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 would think okay that every state is suffering to a great degree with these cases, but in reality, is is really two states that have half of the cases confined to these two states. The majority of the other states are relatively low in population and in numbers. So uh, compared to the population, rather, so you, you have this this whole deception of this thing being blown up and out of proportion. So the virus is the focus, but what's in the background is the economy. And what people, I don't think, are connecting right now is the fact that, man, like, you know, it, it may still be getting a paycheck for now or whatever. But what happens if that money begins to run out? Like, what happens if the unemployment benefits run out? What happens if, you know, your business shuts down even after this thing is over, what I mean, what what happens then that that's that's what's playing in the background and when you have that going on that will inevitably crash the economy and you know i'll even say to a grant to a greater degree a society sure. so i mean it, it's this thing is i i certainly believe that this is something that is Drummed up, if you will, or at at the very least, the globalists, the globalist elite, are taking advantage of it for whatever reason. They're they're. This is all. This is not a, in my estimation, a. uh, I mean, I
1: believe that that they're the ones behind it. I mean, it's another one of those um, predictive programming things. You know, you've seen it on uh, what's uh, the cartoon that's really good for predicting these things? Years ago is like. the Simpsons. Simpsons, right? I think even with this thing, they, they had something. Uh, I showed you the book last week, or the at least the other right, thing, right. So, I mean, yeah, they've had their hands in this thing the whole time. Uh, I'm just curious to see where it goes when it's all said and done, though. Um, <clears throat> I
0: don't know. I will tell you this, man. Like, let's hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically think about it. Say, for instance, say in some strange way. Trump does not get reelected. Ooh, uh, <laughs> what scared. do you think happened? Ah, uh,
1: well, uh, I think uh, I think we're in trouble. I mean, in my honest opinion, well, I could be wrong about that, but um, we we'd be in for something. I think that's when everything really starts going downhill. Uh, I mean, they're trying to get our their hands on us now. So mm-hmm. he's in the middle, but yeah, I just think that it would be a, a full-on of of everyone's rights. Yeah, I think that that'd be it—the purging of our rights.
0: You, you know what? You know, one of the things I think will happen. I think what will happen if if he does not get an election, I can I can foresee this happening. I can foresee the government coming out with now. Now, hear me out with this. You probably would agree with this. Coming out with a mandatory vaccination for COVID nineteen, in which it will it will be promoted to the degree or advertised to the degree that because it, people already are, are scared, so they're like, oh man, we want to get, you know, we want to make sure we won't get this thing and die, whatever. And I can see them rolling out a vaccination that will be mandatory. And if you do not get it, there will be some type of punitive damages. There will be some type of, of um, consequence. And not only that consequence being punitive, but then public opinion will look at you as a threat. And you'll get criticized for that. In fact, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you saw it. You probably did. I know a couple of weeks ago, I saw on the news, this is here in Connecticut, that here in Connecticut, they were, they were making it mandatory that kids got vaccinations before they entered into the school. Like they, in other words, you don't have an option now. You have to get it or you would you not be allowed to go to school. Um, and I thought about that and I said, you know, I get that, you know, the all the different vaccinations and everything and, and all that, but on the same token, it should not be to the point where it is mandated. And, and if I, my kid doesn't get it, then they can't go to public school. That to me is going a step too far because now you're forcing the hand of somebody to say, okay, I, I got to get my kid these vaccinations or they can't go to school. And then if you have people working, what else are they going to do? Um, but imagine this on a national scale, well, that the issue would be, you must get this vaccination or you're going to be fined X amount of dollars until you do or whatever, or your taxes are going to be raised exponentially or whatever it may be. What do you think about the idea? What I thought
1: <laughs> that, I mean, what you're saying is, is, is likely going to happen, and i think a lot a lot sooner than than later um, i think this is a perfect opportunity um, and like we all and like a lot of us know um, look at all of the crazy um, viruses and flus that have come through in the last 10 15 years and and mm-hmm. yeah there was no pandemic we didn't you know take it to the point of calling it a pandemic and you know shutting down the nation but uh, all of a sudden, this thing that that doesn't really carry the numbers of a lot of the other uh, viruses and flus, not even close, and that this is getting uh, enough attention to shut down uh, whole country. So um, there's definitely something going on. and I think that I think that this is something that's gonna be implemented worldwide, you know yeah,
0: um, yeah. like I said,
1: they're yep. throwing in things that. You know, um, get the new world order rolling or the beast system going. You know, yeah. got five G coming in. You know, five G's coming in everywhere. Yeah, it's just, it's another step closer to complete control. You know, Um it's really it. I mean, that's my opinion. That's where I see it going. I mean, as scary as it is,
0: <laughs> you know what? You know, you know, what's scary. Uh, I just thought about this. I don't know. Did you ever see that video in which, um, in which uh, Vice President Biden, I think he was, he, I think he was a senator at the time, in which one of the, the the chief justices of the Supreme Court was being inducted in, and he had said he had asked him a question along the lines like, like, will you be ready to, and I'm paraphrasing, will you be ready to rule on cases in which? Um, there will be some type of artificial intelligence implemented into someone's body, or it was something along those lines, right? And this is years ago. This is back, like in probably the '90s or early, or early 2000s. And I, I just thought about that, and I said, "It is. It is quite strange that he asked that question during this." I got. I got to, I got to find the clip, and I'll send it to you. It's quite strange that he asked something like that years ago. And here we are in the middle of the election season with this coronavirus going on. And he is probably going to be the Democratic candidate for the Democratic Party. Um, it, it, it It's it's quite, it's scary because when you think about it, it's like, man, will this, is this, and I think you agree, is this paving the way for the mark of the beast. Is this like a, like a preliminary a preliminary run in which, okay, we got them on this, and now they're willing to give it more of their freedoms, so now we're going to hit them with this vaccination first to see how they respond, and who knows what's going to be in the vaccination, because we don't know, but then beyond that, there may be some other implementation in which it'll go global, and here comes the mark of the beast. And I, I, I'm really starting to think, like, when it comes to the market of the beast, it's going to be something that people going to want. It's not going to be something that people are going to resist. It's going to be something that they want. And very similar to what's going on now, there are going to be people like you and I and other believers that are going to be like, heck no, we're not getting that. But we're going to be, I mean, thrown under the bus 100 times over. What do you think
1: about that? Well, um, you're definitely saying what, what most people are saying now. I mean, um, with, with with the uh, mark of the beast, uh, I, I think that, I mean, it's just, it's all about, you know, where you at with your walk with God, you know, um, that's mm-hmm. going to determine how you come out of this thing. You know, and then we're gonna need that. You know, we're gonna need that. I mean, uh, even some of the people that are around us, some of the Christians that are around us that you might think are fully prepared for what's coming. I don't think so. I I think that here in America, we've been, uh, you know, we, we haven't experienced real persecution. If someone rejecting you, you know, when wanting to speak to them, you know, is considered persecution, uh, we got a long way to go because there's, there's people all over the world really dying for this and, and imprisoned and right. tortured. You know, um, I actually, it was, started to read a, a book again, uh, that I had read some years ago. I didn't finish called tortured for Christ. It's mm-hmm. a true story, um, of a Romanian pastor and, uh, and he speaks of some of the things that have happened in those, you know, uh, trying to spread the gospel in underground churches. And, and at that time, I think, um, you know, in that communist country, Romania, and, uh, the, the imprisonment he endured, the torture. and I mean, and you start to paint a picture in your head of this, and you're like, man, uh, compared to the, what he went through, man, we we got a long way to go. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. were
1: these meetings, man, and he was saying – you know, um, while enduring some of these beatings, because they had such a close, you know, relationship with, with God, that it was like they didn't really feel what was going on because it was like their spirit was with Christ while this stuff was mm-hmm. taking place. So you think about it, are like, man, you know, we're a lot of us are nowhere near that kind of faith where we can endure a beating and get back to preaching, you know? So Right. He was really living like when you read the Bible, like how Paul and then would get beat and thrown in jail, and they're still doing their thing, and you know. So I'm like, wow, man, it's it's, it's scary when you think about it.
0: Yeah, it, I tell you, man, I, I do think that that level of of persecution is coming because the the values in this nation have been turned upside down. I mean, they've been turned so far upside down. And then when you have a crisis like this, in which, I would say this, a a artificially created crisis, in which a lot of people are buying into what is being put out there, to me, it's like a, it's like a litmus test. You can begin to understand, or you, you can begin to see where people are right. at, because Again, all you gotta do is look at the data, go on to the CDC site, go on to look at the numbers, do the math, think about what you're being told, and say, wait a minute, it's not adding up, and then ask yourself the question, why is it adding up? Why why is this thing being pumped out of pumped so much full of hot air? And then on top of that, it's being used against us to take away our freedoms. And if you speak out against it, you'll be bastardized. So that is all of that is going on today is going to be applied in some point towards Christians specifically. And I don't know when that day is coming, but it's coming soon, especially if we continue to go way to the left in our values and just understanding life in general and just not having any sound foundation when it comes to moral values and essentially trusting God. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean... When when you, when, you begin to think about it all, if you don't have a foundation that's built on, I would say, our Judeo-Christian values, things are going to go so array because, you know, it, it amazes me, sometimes people, they, they, I mean, I've gotten to debates about this, and people will say, well, you know, I don't believe in absolute wrong and absolute right, and, you know, all that stuff, there's no absolutes, everything is Relative, everything you know—it was what's good for you is good for you. What's right for me? Is yeah, right for the only
1: only problem with that, my truth is my truth, and yours is yours. Is you know and that's you know pretty easy to to show how how much you know that it's like a bunch of nonsense. It's like okay, right. so it's okay for me to just go and kill people, you know. Like that's my truth, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's okay to kill people you know, or or rape kids and women. It's okay. But see, the minute you say right. something like that to someone like, oh, no, that's not okay, but you just said, that's my, you know, let my truth be my truth. That's my truth, right. you know? So that's how that kind of falls apart real
0: fast. Right, right. And, and and the issue is, well, a lot of people, what they don't understand is when they when they hold to relativism, the fact is, if you say there's no absolute truth, you just already contradicted yourself because you saying that there is no absolute truth is saying there is no right. absolute truth. So, so it, it's it's one of those types of things we're living in a, in a hyper, hyper um, contradictory society in which we do not want to really deal with the, the truth of the Bible, our Judeo-Christian values, our Judeo-Christian heritage, and we want to do what we want to do. And what comes along with that is a whole lot of destruction. The same thing that we find like in the old testament with the with the Israelites. They did the same exact thing. They wanted to go out there and, and say, you know, we're gonna go after these foreign gods and do our thing, and et cetera, et cetera. And then they will get overran by their enemies and they will cry out to God and God save us and then God will save you them. Right and back. Back. They will go back to old days. And we're like in that that mix, if you look at it from a from a historical perspective, we gotta think the United States is only about 200 years old. right? So you begin to look at it and say, wait, so we have been around that long. Yeah. And with all the prosperity that we have achieved, it seems like it's like a thorn in our side because now we're using all the prosperity that we've achieved and all the freedoms that we have received. And now we are abusing it.
1: Right. You're putting, you
0: making freedoms. us a lot worse off. So you uh, I was
1: saying that, um, we have too many freedoms that we just, uh, and I'm not saying, like, we should take them away or anything, but uh, it it's like uh, you have more than one option. You, you tend to go with the other things and you keep God last, you know, whereas in places that uh, people don't have those same freedoms, they, they tend to always put God first. You know, they put their hope in God. We put our hope in everything else but God we have too right. much freedom in my opinion you know
0: well i would say i would say it like this we have freedom without a foundation okay yeah
1: well better said yes yeah, i agree with that
0: that's where we're at we, we 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 have removed the foundation which was established and now we're just now just playing we're trying to live in a house without a foundation and everyone knows if you don't have a foundation or a sound foundation it's going to crumble and that's where we're at right now we are seeing society crumble for, before us and it's like people or some people are catching on to it but a good portion of people are still just in satan's and, and Lady certain stuck on stuff. Right. and they continue to go on in this path i mean it's, it's 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 really it's scary because it's now if you look at like say for instance our the, the, the younger generation, like you know the, the, the millennials and you know these 20 and early 30 year olds and teenagers, whatever, um, they really are caught in the mix of it. And because of technology, how information is so it's so easily um, gathered or, or accessed, they can be pr- propagandized all day long. And then on top of that, when there's not much of a witness of Christ in the culture, it just makes things worse because secularism is just flourishing. Um, in Even in the midst of a, a collapsing society. So, I don't know. We have a long way to go, man. I think that, you know, hopefully with this crisis, this corona crisis, that it'll be over sooner than later. But I do think that because this thing is going on, it is really showing how lost of a nation that we really are because people are not picking up on what's really going on, even if you present them with hardcore data and facts. It, it's, it's, their mind is so, they have, think this way, they have so much trust in the news media, in their politicians, and they don't have to trust, they don't have as much trust in God, and just in, and I would even say, just simplistic reason by looking at factual information in my estimation. I agree with that. So, so anyway, man, let's uh, just close out. It's almost been an hour. So, um, I mean, it's talking about so fast. Jeez. <laughs> um, so you have any closing thoughts for me before we close out? Uh, no, um, just that
1: we all just kind of um, You know, keep our heads on. Don't be afraid. If you're a believer in God, prayer is the best thing to combat this and to stay safe. Um, Use this time if you can to uh, bond closer with with loved ones. Um, I know it's so far so good working with my household, but um, yeah, -hmm. just... uh, you yeah, well, I think that it's not the end of the world. I don't think that you know um, all those things are gonna come about right now. And, and uh, but but it's definitely a step towards that direction. And I think people should just stay a little more vigilant and um, uh, keep themselves updated with with um, uh, you know information, mm-hmm. especially you know reading your Bibles. You know. Uh, Can hear from God and kind of get a better idea of of exactly where we stand in these times. And that's what
0: I would say, you know, in closing. I would agree with that, man. Um, I would say this to everyone who's listening is do not be panicked, do not be paranoid, do not be fearful. Do not be scared. In fact, I would even say this bold statement. Do not be afraid of the coronavirus. Please do not. And I say that as I said, and I will continue to repeat this. You got to understand that the majority of the cases are in two states, and even within those two states, if you do the numbers, all you got to do is this. Just go onto the rotometer site that Shows you all the cases throughout the world and United States by state by state. Look at this case. Look at those cases. Look at the number of cases. Look at the number of deaths, and then begin to look at the population of your respective state, and begin to do the math. Do, begin to. It's, it's really simple to figure out, and I can guarantee you that the majority, if not of every state, your chances of catching the coronavirus and dying is. By a tenth, a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a percent. Your chances of, of not dying from the coronavirus is about 999 percent chance of not even catching. Yeah, you storm. probably had a
1: better chance of getting struck by lightning at this point.
0: You know, I will tell you this, you no, know, you know this this now this is controversial, Justin. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say it early. Both of us are black men, right? I told them, I told them about this earlier. I said I have a better chance and a lot of people might get upset with this, but it's real. (laughs) I have a better chance of being murdered by another black man, statistically speaking, than catching the coronavirus.
1: That's absolutely correct. I think,
0: you know, in my opinion, I mean, that's, that's just that, that is, that is reality. Um, this is a side note with that. If you guys are interested in, in knowing why I said that, because the CDC, it's on the CDC website. The, the number one cause of death for black men ages 1 to 44 is homicide. You can look that up from the you know, CDC. So? so, in saying all that, do not be afraid of the coronavirus. Do not be afraid of what's going on. Put your trust in God. Yes, practice per, uh, personal hygiene. Wash your hands and all that stuff. But um, in this time, when you have off from work or whatever, as Justin was pointing out, spend time with your family, read the scriptures, pray. Just take advantage of it and spend time with God. So I'll close out with that. And, you know, we'll be talking to you guys probably next week. So we'll talk to you later.
1: All, all right, right. Man.